This week on Getting Animated, um, I'm really excited to have Bubblegum with me once again, and we're going to be talking about weathering with you. Hi, I'm Bubblegum, player three of Land Party, and thank you so much for having me on the show. No problem. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I love my Land Party people, um, and anytime I can collaborate with you guys, you already know it's going to happen. Um, so let's talk about Weathering With You. So I saw Weathering With You last week in the theaters. You saw it in theaters too, right? It's out in the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a nice, lovely experience. There were things we liked. There were things we didn't like. So let's start off with the things we like. I know you love Weathering. I know you really enjoyed Weathering With You. So so what I actually loved Weathering With You. I liked it a lot. So my favorite things about it, I would have to say, is the fact that they really tackled a lot of adult problems as like the background stories. And I just felt like that was really dope. Like, for example, you had the older woman who was, you know, she's like not super old, but she's like a young woman and she is trying to find a job and she's stuck between doing this thing she does on the side and going to job interviews, not getting calls back. And it's kind of funny because she has a very vibrant personality. But when you see her get ready for work, it's completely turned down. She's more corporate-like. Like, her true bubbly personality almost it's seems gone. to not show up when she's in these interviews. And it just kind of goes to show, like, that face you have to put on when you're an adult versus, like, when you're at home or just, like, the real you. I felt like that was just a really dope thing. They showed the other guy who had the issue with his daughter he had to quit smoking. He's trying to get custody. Like, there's just adult things going on in the in the forelong, like in the background, that I felt was just really dope. And it made the story just kind of like it just made the other characters seem very interesting and you want to know about everybody instead of just the main two characters. Yeah, it made them very more much more relatable. Definitely. And the animation, obviously, is Makoto Shinkai. We already know. It's beautiful. It's going to be gorgeous. That firework scene was out of this world. Like, I was just like, this is amazing. I was so excited watching it. I was like, this is just an aesthetically pleasing movie. It's just one of those things where you just keep watching it. And he always does stuff like that. But it was definitely just something I really enjoyed. What what did you like about it? Well, I... I actually haven't seen a lot of this director's movies. So, you know, after seeing Weathering With You and everyone saw um, your name, I definitely want to see more because I want to get more of an understanding of, like, his works, his plots, um, his animation, things of that nature. But for sure, the animation was amazing. The animation was gorgeous. gorgeous. I think that was definitely one of the best selling points. And I would say the storyline... Storyline was cute. I really liked the whole um, um, weather maiden and the whole other ecosystem in the sky. And definitely, I do agree with you with the characters. I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say like I fell in love with them because they were so relatable. But I would say that the um, supporting cast was very very charming if i had to choose one favorite character i don't know why i'm choosing this because i know you i know you love um her do you, do you remember her name um i think it's not sumi so i i, know I don't want to i don't want to say that and then i'm wrong <laughs> I know you love, um 
the woman who helped run the publishing company but my favorite is senpai i don't know why but senpai was so cute the little boy and he added such comedy um to the show i felt like in one minute he was a cute little boy and the next minute he was a sophisticated adult like giving great advice to the main character um, yes it's woman- natsumi and nagi so nagi is senpai and then natsumi is the and who is Nasumi's uncle? Nasumi's uncle is Kaisuke. I don't. I don't think I said that. Kaisuke. Mm-hmm. And we'll I just call him Kai for short. <laughs> I don't know why, but Kai was really enchanting too. He wasn't like he didn't have this bubbling personality, but he was just a a man who you've seen weathered, you've seen gone through. Um, gone through like trials and tribulations you find out later that his spoiler his wife died and that's what happened and he's just a man who's trying to see his daughter and even though there's nothing like bubbly about that or funny about that it's very endearing and charming and it makes you feel for these characters so i 100 percent agree with you the animation lovely so the supporting cast lovely i mean we're gonna get into how we feel about the uh, main cast but the supporting characters are lovely and the, the plot was cute there was certain there were certain aspects to the plot i did like and there were certain aspects to the plot i didn't like exactly and so if we're gonna talk about things that we don't like we just raved about how much we love it but it isn't a perfect movie and we're gonna talk about why we didn't like it so i would probably say as much as i loved weathering with you um I'm not going to say it was perfect because uh, I saw your name and clearly <laughs> if we're talking about, it up. yeah, it wasn't a, your name, you know, it definitely wasn't something that I would say, oh my God, like drop what you're doing, go watch this film. But it's something that I would definitely recommend to somebody, but I would have to let them know, especially if they saw your name, just be careful because like, there's just certain things that were kind of questionable in the story. Like, you know, for example, the second time he pulled the gun out was kind of like, all right, like, what is going on? Like, why did he, why would he even shoot this person who's helped him, who's got him, who, like, as soon as he got to Tokyo was like, here, let me help you. Let me give you a job. Let me feed you. Like, I understand the dire need of having to see and save the person you care about. But, like, it just seemed very irrational. Um and he kind of reminded me of, like, one of those kids that you see, like, on TV that, like, did something crazy. You know, like, the ones who, like, come to school and they bring a gun like, and they just irrational, like, before being, like, okay, I. America. Yes. Like, it's just, like, why would you, like, this person did nothing but help you, gave you food, gave you a place to live, and then you want to kill him? And it's, like, you just saw what the gun did last time. And it was, like, a sense of, like, oh, my God, like, what is going on? There's, It was kind of confusing. And I feel like they were trying to go for a very dramatic effect, like one of those movies where you're just like, what's going to happen next? But it kind of did the opposite, and it was a little bit corny for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little bit of plot holes, you know what I'm saying? And me and you kind of talked about it briefly, about just, like, how he didn't hit her up for the last three years. You know, things like that where it's like, uh, okay, but realistically, that would not happen. It's not like he forgot who she was, like, in your name. So, those are just some of the things that I didn't like, but you can go ahead and tell me what you didn't like about 
about it. Yeah, when we talked about it briefly before, I was passionate. <laughs> I was passionate. <laughs> well, when I I didn't I I didn't know anything about your name. Me and my mom randomly decided to go to the movies in our little like little um local theater. And I was just like, hey, it's an anime movie. Let's watch it. I didn't know nothing about your name. I didn't know nothing about the director. I've never seen a trailer. And I remember just, God, crying all through your name. And I like to say, like, an anime is a good anime if it makes you cry. That's what I like to say. Um, so I went, I went into Weathering with you with such, with, like, the same hopes. With, like, yo, your name is lit. This is going to be lit. Because they were definitely pushing it um, with your name. They were like, yo, the directors of your name, da, 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 your name, your name. I was like, yo, your name was fire. It's going to be fire. And it's not that Weathering With You wasn't fire. It's just that when I walked out of the theater for your name, I, it was breathtaking. I was like, this was amazing. And when I walked out of Weathering With You, I was like, this was cute. There are a lot of things that we could point, put holes in for Weathering With You. I think if the main thing, though, is the storyline and the love storyline. For me, it's very hard not to compare with your name because of the way that they marketed it. But it's like, for me, it's like we were expected. I was just, we were expected to care about these people's romance. We were told that we had to care about it, even though I, I didn't feel anything. And I wasn't. I felt like I wasn't really given a reason to feel anything. You mentioned a good point. Um, it's kind of like it was built well. Like it was it was built, but it wasn't, or it was, it had a foundation, but the foundation wasn't well built on. So it's like we saw them get together and them getting together made sense. Him, her getting, giving her the Big Mac and um, from there starting their little um, business. But it was kind of like, why it was kind of like that's cute but and i don't mean to sound rude but why should i care like if you're comparing it to your name which just in general those two characters came into each other's lives and they changed each other's lives away from the supernatural shit let's just take away the supernatural shit away from like going back in time and fucking changing reality and creating a whole different timeline they helped each other grow. They progressed each other's lives forwards by meeting each other, by switching to each other's bodies. And then on top of that, you have this whole thing where they fall in love with each other and they're trying, like, throughout the whole movie to be together, trying to figure out what they can be together, whether they remember, whether they don't remember. And you see that journey and it's cathartic. Like, you can't help but feel for them. You can't help but cry. Where in this one, it's like, we're told we should care. It's like, okay, they start their business. Okay, they run, it, they run away together. But I felt it wasn't shown in the actions. Like, I think there was a three-year gap, both of them, right? In your name. For three years, they, they forget each other because freaking the universe. And for three years, they're lost. They're empty. They know something's missing. They know something happened. And they don't know why. And they're searching their whole lives to figure it out. So when that final point comes, when they find each other, and the way it's done is so beautifully. Like, first they see each other in the train station. They're like, yo, you're familiar, but I don't know yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the person I've been longing for. for like that look at you look at something you're like where do i know you from exactly and, like, and i like and i like so much that it wasn't just like oh you're my love it's like yo they get out the train they try to find each other when they find each other i feel like it was so realistic they find each other they like walk past each other because it's just like yo like 
are you? I don't know. And then they're like, nah, I have to ask you. And in that moment, when you see those like what two hours of that love and that struggle and that growth and that depth, like that final moment when they're finally with each other, you can't help but cry or be happy. But in this one, it's kind of like, okay, they go, they go through all, they go through all of this, um, change the whole ecosystem of Japan. And yeah, kinda, flooded Japan essentially. They flooded Japan because he loved her so much. For people who don't know, basically she was a weather mating and she controlled the weather and she was a sacrifice. And he was just like, I'm not gonna sacrifice you because I love you so much. I, and that that was the thing. Like it was no like stakes. There was very high stakes in um your name but there was no high stakes in whether in you which is something i didn't like at all it was like either her or sunshine yeah and it's like when you think about it it's like okay well i've i don't know i live in florida so it rains a lot here you know what i'm saying it doesn't rain every single day but it rains a lot so just the impact of having rain every single day doesn't seem like a big deal at first um so it was like either you're gonna be alive or we're not gonna have sunshine ever again. But that's and it was just like because the thing is, the thing is like it was a big deal because it was raining in Japan for months and it was reaching August and it was fucking snowing. So they yeah. had reached the point where it's like, yo, we're gonna fuck up the ecosystem. They had reached the point, and that's why she has sacrificed herself. And he was like, yo, fuck that. <laughs> I'm taking back my sacrifice. Screw yeah. Japan. I love you. I love you. I'm willing to do anything for you, even if it means flooding my home, which I love, right? Yo, I will score the earth. I will bring down heaven. Well, I that's will the thing. That's not. Right? That wasn't even his. That wasn't even his home, though. Like you have to realize, like oh, he Japan left. He left his. He left his hometown to come here to Japan because I guess he wanted a change of scenery. It again, like that was probably one of the no. things that they didn't really dive into. It wasn't like he was getting bullied at home. It wasn't like his parents were abusive. You know, like, I mean, I'm not saying that you need that to want to escape, but like, that's always something that you see in anime where someone's yeah. trying to run away from. It's always like abusive parents or no parents or loneliness, and he just looked out and was like, "I wanna, I wanna escape this town." So he, it's like he didn't even get a chance to really make this place his home i mean again i don't know the time span of when he met her and when they started doing it and then i think it was probably a couple months so he probably did make japan or tokyo this his home but it's just like he didn't realize that you know this wasn't his place that he grew up you know what i'm saying it's like the, the attachment to japan or to tokyo i keep saying japan but to tokyo itself i feel like he didn't really have so like he probably didn't even care that it was going to be underwater. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as he had the people that made him happy, it seems like. No, I get what you're saying. The only, I get what you're saying. Um, The only reason why I disagree a little bit is because I know he was from Japan. So when I say home, I say like Japan. Like, I don't know you, but when, oh, I, when I, I think home, home yeah, I, I think of like New York City as a total. I'm not like, uh, just Brooklyn. But I, no, I, I just thought like the ecosystem was only affecting that small part of Tokyo, like I or not Tokyo, but that just like that side, because no. like his home looked untouched when he went back home. So I thought like, That's like of course Japan was like his thing, but I felt like it was only the city area that he flooded. But, but you know, yeah, and I think you did it very I, honestly. I think what you said kind of 
uh, propelled my point forward. I think a big problem with this movie is that I felt like there was no depth. It was like, so I missed the first five minutes of the film because I'm run on CP time and I'm late everywhere. So I, <laughs> so I just got to the point where he ran away. He's in Tokyo struggling. So I didn't know why he ran away, but with the with the gun incident and with the fact that he was not trying to go home, I couldn't I thought it was something big. I didn't know what, but I was like, obviously he got a big reason to run away. Come to find out, talk to you, they don't really dive into it more. So it's kind of like it's kind of like okay, stuff like that really helps to build a story and really helps to make you care about the act, the characters and his actions. But it's like, why did he run away? Up, oh, I don't know. He kind of just felt like it. He guts with this girl, and we're supposed to care about this girl. And then after bringing down heaven and hell for her, he doesn't text her after three years, right? Yeah, that was like the biggest plot hole. Like, and it's it's like why did he text point. her? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to get her in trouble. Yeah, like, was, I didn't want to get her in trouble. I had served. And the thing is, it was kind of funny because like, I remember like leaning over to my fiance, like in the movie theater. And I was just like, he didn't even go to jail. Like and, he was like in juvie. And he couldn't write her. He couldn't, like, I know he he wasn't really allowed to leave. I don't think, but then again, like, because I guess, like, he was wanted by the police. But even then, he served his time. And I'm like, so you graduated, and then you could just come back? So at no point during the time you were, like, you know, like, in trouble or anything like that, like, the time that you were serving your quote-unquote you couldn't go stop by like why did your juvie just end when you graduated and then like mm-hmm. why and I, remember, and I remember talking to you about it and i was like yo there's so many great setups and that's why it hurts me all like all they had to say was i was scared all if he was just like yo it was three years and i didn't know what to say and i didn't know what to do so i didn't so i didn't call her that would have sold me but for you to just be like uh i don't know i, I didn't want to get her you know and then he comes back to because he comes back to tokyo and he's not even like searching for her he's he's, he's talking to everybody else but her and they're like no we're gonna talk to her <laughs> he got an apartment and he's gonna hit her up and he's like yeah, you know yeah. he even went to go see um well this saw his pet cat yeah but this is like a complete Spoiler, like spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, oh, we even went to see the grandmother. He went to see the grandmother of um, the guy from your name. He went and saw her. Oh, and remember, she no. was like, "Oh, things always go back to the way that it was." So she was like, "Don't worry about it. Like, this was eventually going to happen. Like, history repeats itself." So it's, it's like you even went to go see her, and you didn't see her at first. And it's like the way that he ran into her. Again, I saw what he was trying to do. Like, I saw the whole dramatic, like, meetup. Like, but it's oh like, why should we care? You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. he, didn't care. He, he didn't care for three years. So that's kind of how I felt. And it's one one more thing that was beautifully set up, but no depth. The, the world. Like, they go into this gorgeous world. You start creatures from the ecosystem falling from the sky into the ground. You get this whole um, backstory about the weather mating and a beautiful image of a dragon on a ceiling. Guys, I know this sounds ambiguous, but you got to watch the movie to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and you finally get to this world. You see this beautiful dragon. And, like, what? We're in the world for what? Not even five minutes. Like, three minutes? Three minutes we're in the yeah, I was just before. kind of concerned. When she goes in there, I remember like when I saw it, I was wondering like, what is she doing? Die? Like she went to sleep. Like it looked like she went to sleep, but I'm like, 
So does she spend the rest of eternity just doing nothing mm-hmm. and being in this space? Or does she eventually start to melt away? Like, it was just like, she was transported to this world. She sacrificed herself. But, like, does she get to talk to spirits, like water spirits now? Like, yeah, I was just kind of concerned. Like, what does she do? She's laid there and she was like waiting for that's, something to happen. That's but what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're so, like, such amazing setups. That's amazing. Like, they could have delved deeper into that. And I, Throughout the movie, it's basically like, yo, she's a sacrifice. Like, you have to sacrifice, like, you have to sacrifice her for the weather to change. And, you know, the whole narrative is like, yo, fuck the weather, fuck everybody else, fuck Tokyo, fuck Japan. I'm gonna be with my love no matter what because I love her. And then, in the end, it's kind of just like, well, essentially she wasn't a sacrifice because that would have happened anyway. Like Japan. Well, anyway. I mean, but see, I feel like with that speaking, so so talking about the movie outside of the movie, Makoto Shinkai said he wanted to make sure people saw this as, you know, just like kind of like a nod to climate change. He does believe in climate change, which thank God. Um, and he's an active person. Hmm? I said, who doesn't these days? Listen, a lot of people don't. But we're not gonna go um, but he believes in climate change. And that's something he wanted to really impact in this movie. Like, things are going to change. Things are going to happen if we don't do anything about it. And just kind of like over a period of time, you saw like it never stopped raining. Now, of course, that probably wouldn't happen in real life. But the fact of the amount of rainfall global warming all of that stuff does change it and we don't see it immediately we see the effects over time and as you saw like tokyo or japan or whatever it was like that whole place was underwater you definitely i loved how they did kind of like a before and after of just how sunken it really was and he even said in the next movie it's going to be kind of hard for him to include these characters in it because he kind of sunk japan and he was just like, ah, like, I don't really know how I can work that into a new one. But so going back, it's just like, I feel like, yes, Tokyo or Japan. I'm going to say Japan from now on. Yes, Japan was going to be underwater at some point. However, they didn't explain how it was going. So like the grandma said, everything returns back into its natural state regardless. But it didn't say how it was going to turn back to it. So whether he, if he sacrificed her and they continued with their sacrifice, either way, like, okay, sure. Sunshine and stuff would have happened and maybe it, Japan wouldn't have been underwater. But then again, something else could have happened where it could have been underwater. But of course, that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Of course, they're not going to sacrifice her. Of course, like their love is so strong. They're not going to go ahead and do that. So she not being sacrificed is that thing that causes Japan to go back to its normal state. So it was like something was going to happen. And it's just kind of like, you know, things always go back to the way that it originally was. Like, for example, the earth itself is going to go back to its original state. How it's going to happen, who knows? We don't know. It can be anything. So I just feel like that's where it kind of was going. So I feel like the story with him and her, it was a lot to it. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of, like, we have to do this. We we don't care about anybody else. Like, I care about you. Like, for example, he even said, make a, make a prayer for yourself. What do you want? 
what do you want? And she had to pray and make that decision. She's been going around helping every single, you know, mom, dad, Billy, Jimmy, everybody, and answering their prayers, bringing them sunshine. But he had to be like, yo, what do you want for yourself? And she was like, I, I want it to rain. I want, I want that. I don't want to kill myself. I don't want to be a sacrifice. And that was the outcome of that. It was kind of worth it. You know, it wasn't for nothing, but it kind of was at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the thing is, I, I, I'm an earth science major. So I feel I really love that he anybody who tries to bring light to climate change and awareness to climate change. I love. So I really love that he included that. And I feel like there's a point where he like set it up where he said, um, like when the old man was going through the stories. It was one of those things that it was like it happens every single time. Mm -hmm. Like each woman is sacrificed because they're the the maiden or whatever. And it just was like, oh, okay. So no matter what, they always get sacrificed. Like, so this is a big deal. This is a thing stemming throughout generations. The weatherman mm-hmm. was throughout centuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was saying that's why I feel like they set it up so they're like, okay, this has to happen it's happened to every single maiden every single place like it it just has to happen and then it's like hearing that and like understanding that you're just kind of like oh snap like you're absolutely right this is a big deal like she has to go there's no way around it and then when she breaks that cycle it just shows you like it's gonna go back to the way it was and it kind of shows that at some point maybe somebody broke that cycle and Japan was underwater. And you know what funny, I mean? And it's funny for you guys who didn't watch the movie. It's like Japan, like I, I, I hinted at earlier, Japan was in fucking turmoil. Um, from the beginning, yeah. three months it was raining. And when it got to the point that she decided to sacrifice herself, in the end of August, when it's usually blazing, it started snowing. And it was like a freaking soon, like monsoon. So it was like, it wasn't that. based off of her emotions too. Like, wasn't like if she felt a certain way, that's what was causing it because like it might have been he he was getting attacked by the police and then a lightning bolt came and struck Mm -hmm. the place and it was like i think he was like oh shit like this is really based on how she feels like this is based off of the way that she prays for things like it just happens it doesn't always have to be sunshine so she was like a weather maiden all around and it's interesting because the second guys the second she Sacrifice herself, the weather went back to normal. Like, throughout the whole hour, hour and 20 minutes, you're watching the weather in Japan get worse and worse and worse. Consecutively, it's gray, cold, and rainy. And the second she sacrifices herself, sunny, hot, warm, beautiful. So when that whole scene happens, when he goes to another universe and basically, like, brings her back, you kind of wonder, you're like, yo, maybe maybe it won't be that bad. You know, maybe Japan's going to stay sunny, at least for a little bit, at least for half an hour. The second he brings her back, <laughs> the weather is crazy again. The rain just keeps it, on going. It starts pouring, and it doesn't stop. And that's the thing that makes you be like, yo, this weather maintenance shit was real. Like, they fucked shit up. Like, they broke some shit up. That's how much they love each other. And then it's kind of just like, I'm not gonna text her. So we'll talk. So comparing your name and weathering with you, we have to talk about Makoto Shinkai's work, regardless. So he's done five centimeters per second. He's also done a Garden of Words, which is on 
on Netflix. Watch Which them. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I'm gonna watch them. And I'm telling you. Also, you I think- was on. Sorry, I was on Twitter earlier today, and in the UK, um, Miyazaki films have been released, and it's like people with mad hype, but then they're just like, wait, it's not being released in America. <laughs> No, because of HBO Max, it's so crazy. HBO Max is the reason we don't have it, which is, like, very frustrating because, I don't know, I think HBO Max doesn't come out till like, April of this year, so we got to wait, wait. And then that's another paywall that I have to pay for. I'm very yeah. excited about it. Um, because- but talking about Makoto Shinkai's work, he is really into star-crossed lovers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you think, like, Weathering With You is lacking a story, Garden of Words is very similar (laughs) or worse than weathering with you i'm not even kidding you garden of words is aesthetically pleasing it's one of those films that i have thrown on in the background not watching it or sometimes i'll like look up because it's beautiful to look at but it doesn't have any depth you don't really dive much into the characters you barely have to know what's really going on like i remember one time i had to go on like wiki or something and like read more to kind of get a better understanding of the of the actual story and like why the teacher was the way that she was like it's he does that like he his animation and his the the visual part of it never lasts but the story sometimes and this is just my personal opinion doesn't always have that hit or miss and I feel like with your name it was a combination of his gorgeous animation in an amazing story and i feel like those are only one of those one in the lifetime things i feel like it's one of those things like you know for him yeah for him like no yeah yeah for him specific specifically and i'm not saying this is going to be the last movie that he could possibly do that's just going to blow me out the water but i feel like it's like one of those things like rappers when they have like a really dope classic album and it's to the point where you're just like Mm, that one classic album may not ever be like any of the other albums. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's exactly how his is. Yearning, beautiful animation, amazing story. Like everything about this film from beginning, middle, end, beautiful interactions, the coworkers, like uh, the friends in the, the film, project. like mm-hmm. the fact that they he even got a little creative and was like, he threw a joke in there, like a Japanese joke about like saying him and her and just like making it funny like you laughed you cried and i feel like the like your name is a very very special film and i feel like you cannot redo that and that's why when i went to weathering with you i enjoyed it because i knew for a fact it, it wasn't, wasn't gonna be a your name i knew for a fact i knew like if you liked your name you'd probably like this film but I didn't. I never. I couldn't go into it thinking that I was gonna get a your name just because I've seen his other works and they none of his stuff has been compared to your name. He even did a. I think a film. Um, damn, what is it called? It's like a knockoff, a knockoff version of Hayao Miyazaki's work. Like, and it's not to say that he copied it, but it was just like You're not talking the way about. That- uh, Mary and the Witch's Flowers, are you? No, 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 no. Because that's actually, I think, Hyrule Nizayaki. But Makoto Shikai had actually did a film. I forgot what it's called. But it's literally almost like a spin-off. Like, it looks very Ghibli-ish, but not. You know what I'm saying? It's his style of it. And the story is like an adventure story. But it's not that great. Like, it's it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's 
okay. And I feel like a lot of things, he loves Starstruck Lovers. All those films are okay, except for here. So, yeah. but I will say, really quick, really, really quick, oh, I will yeah. say I'm extremely happy that he included a little Easter egg for um, all the Your Name fans out there. It was actually funny. My fiance, I was like, oh my, I, bro, I screamed in the theater. Because I was like, that's him. That's the boy from your name. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I saw him walk up, and I was like, that's him. That's him. And, like, he was just like, him and my niece were just like, no, that's no way. Like, that could be him. And I was like, look, they look exactly the same. And then when he went to the mall and he saw the girl and he saw that little red ribbon, I was like, this is it. (laughs) A whole animated cinematic universe. Like, what is that? I was so lit. I was so lit. I don't like that because, like, I I get why you lit. Not to take away your your moment. (laughs) Please, I get why you like it. But it's like when you do stuff like that, for me, it makes you feel like I have no choice but to compare it to your your name. And if we're comparing it to your name, it just doesn't hold up. So before, you could be like, you know what? Let's not even compare it because it's kind of like two different things, two different universes. But now, especially we talked about before with the way they marketed it. So now with the way they marketed it and with Easter eggs basically saying, no, this is the same universe, it's kind of just like, oh, God. Now we got to make a direct comparison. (laughs) And if we do that, ah. But it's not, I'm sorry. I know I'm downing weathering with you a lot. It was a nice movie, but... But the one thing I really didn't like about your name, though, and that's just me, is the time accent. Because I saw your name twice. I saw it in the theaters years ago, and I saw it right after Weathering With You. Because I remember leaving Weathering With You and being like, I don't like this as much, but I don't know why. So let me compare it to your name and see why I loved your name so much. And I remember um, talking to my boyfriend and being like, yo, I was confused the first time I saw your name, and I was confused the second time. Like, maybe it's just me, but just the whole time aspect, like, they were really separated through space and time and that that just blew my mind and i feel like that's something that your name had like we knew for a fact who each other were like and we got a chance yeah got, yeah it. like we got a chance to go through you know the boy's life with his friends and his mm-hmm. day-to-day struggles then we got to go through the girl's life and we learned about her sister her grandmother her friends like and we we got kind of attached to both of their lives and it was funny because they couldn't find each other but we the audience knew who each other were so we were just like oh no like you can find them like it's right there like it's this person like it's right just right down the tip of your tongue like come on you know what that's me and they can't find each other because they're on different timelines and you're like yeah, like with the whole hand thing, he wrote "I love you" instead of like uh, his name. It was just like, first of all, I was very upset. I was like, "Bitch, that's not cute." I need to know yeah. who you are. Like, I was very upset. This is the time. I was just like, "We don't have time for you to tell me you love me later. We gotta find each other first. And, you love me when you find me." Yeah, <laughs> like it was funny because like I'll never forget like when he flipped it and he disappeared. And it was like, because the uh, music, everything went dead silent. And then it's just uh, like, yeah. she flipped it over and it said, I love you instead of the name. I was like, oh, that's right in the chest. I don't oh. know who helped, who helped with the screenplay and everything <laughs> with <laughs> your name. But like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the second that Twilight was over and the music 
like clips and it's dead silent and she's gone or i think yeah or yeah and she's gone it was just like yo you couldn't help but cry like i mean i know you told me you didn't cry but i couldn't help but just cry and cry and cry and <laughs> i wasn't stopping crying until they found each other yeah and that's what i feel like yeah I, I, I feel like it was just like a lot with it and it just really moved me and i feel like with weathering with you you didn't have like, like it was kind of like any other anime film to be quite honest it's like you wanted him to find her you wanted him to be with her when you find out that she's 15 and not 18 that kind of throws you into a loop because we've been looking at her as an 18 year old adult girl like she's not young she, i mean she's young so 18 yeah you're an adult technically but you're not like grown, grown, you know what i mean so it's like but she was 15 she was taking care of her brother like there were little aspects in this film that i really did like you know what i'm saying it wasn't very stereotypical like with nagi you expected him to be that bratty little brother who was like what are you doing with my sister like who the hell do you think you are nagi and was instead, he was very like and he was just very inviting he wanted to know more like mm -hmm. he, he thought very the guy was a dork but he's like i want my sister to be able to have here team stuff like and it was kind of funny because like she, he said that and like when he said that we didn't know that she wasn't 18 so it's almost like damn that like she was 15 taking care of her brother living in this apartment which side note this is also a plot how is she living in this apartment how are bills getting paid and it's just like she was working bro she had a job in how much is rent in japan because i need to know because how mcdonald's paying your rent i don't know making a lot Seriously, she's probably working like over forty hours a week. Yeah, wait, but then that's what you're saying. Because then, how's she going to school? Does she go to school? How's she going to school? If she's fifteen, if she was eighteen, that'd be different. She could have dropped out. Whatever. Did she drop out of school? No, I don't think so. I think she dropped out of school, or maybe she did. That's weird. That's just like, and now it's like now social services came. And I, I want to say I know the gun had such a massive um point like it had such a massive presence but i felt like because we're in america and like you can get a gun at walmart that literally like i know i'm trying to sound funny but this is true um that literally it the gun the whole aspect of putting the gun in that movie kind of didn't move me i feel like maybe it had moved the japanese audience more but for me yeah. i was like right, okay with a gun next <laughs> the gun well the gun thing because i i try to familiarize myself with Japan and their rules and things like that and it did kind of shock me because I haven't seen unless it's like an action anime I never see guns in slice of life anime. I just don't like especially something as chill as this where it's like there's just a gun in the trash can and he used it and shot it at somebody like I was like yo how is this going so like zero to a hundred so quickly like it was it was like what is happening and even when the second time he pulled it out i was like first of all what are the odds that this gun is still in this place and two what is happening like i was just like why is this boy so eager to pull a gun out and start shooting people i know and, and it's him, like it would get dizzy just doesn't make sense to me like he should i mean quite honestly be locked away in, in an asylum like how are you shooting everybody that you you don't know what to do with like you just out here shooting people like I just I, I agree with you maybe if you had a backstory like maybe if you saw his backstory he had gotten abused from home or he had a really bad backstory which would make sense as to why he would 
um, choose violence to be the first thing when he's scared. But then, like you said, all we know is he's just like, meh, feel like leaving home. Eh, I'm bored. Eh, let me get this gun and just carelessly wave it around. And it's kind of just like, why? Okay. Um, so overall, what what is your number that you're giving it to them? Uh, well, of course, your name gets in a billion out of 10. And whether you get to a, a, a 6.5 out of 10. 6.5? Okay, so I give it about uh, 8 because I, I liked it. It was a good film. It was a feel-good film. And it had closure. So I like closure. Closure is a big thing for me when it comes to movies. So we're going to just go ahead and give it an 8. And then when you're talking about your name, obviously it's off the scale, like you said. Perfect. Chef's kiss. I love it. I want to hug the film like it was a person. It's amazing. So I have one question because we have to wrap this episode up. But if you were to 